Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wildly, and you are listening to Sex Stories. And my guest today, I'm super excited to introduce to you, is Steph. Welcome, Steph. Hi. Will you please tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? My full name is Stephanie, but I go by Steph. I'm a 22-year-old female. I live in Florida, and I'm an aircraft assembly operator. That's cool. Can you tell us? Really? I feel like it's got to be a good thing on dates or something when you're like, I'm an aircraft assembly operator. Is that what you just said? Like, to the words, right? I totally make it sound as smart and as like fancy as possible. I'm like, yes, look at me. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cool. And then can you tell us a little bit about yourself sexually? What? How do you identify? What pronouns do you use? And do you have any kinks we should know about? I identify as pansexual. I, I use she, her pronouns. And then I'm into a lot of things, honestly. I mainly identify as a switch, but that really depends on my day. <laughs> like some days I fully want to be submissive. I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then other days I'm like, no, it's my turn. <laughs> awesome. So Okay, before we dive into your early memories, what would you say your current relationship with sex is? My current relationship with sex is actually great. I just recently got engaged and Congrats. to 
who's my best friend and we have an amazing sex life and like this podcast has really helped a lot with that because it really showed me that communicating is such an important thing yeah and I try we both that like every day so it works (laughs) oh yay okay so now let's go back to your early memories and when did you first learn about sex or when do you first remember knowing what it was I'm not really sure what age I was. I know I was relatively young, and I remember one time walking in on my parents having sex, and my parents freaked out. It was looking back at it, I think it's hilarious because you know I'm an adult now, and I just think it's really funny. But at the time, I can understand how they were mortified. <laughs> And what made it worse is I was like, Mom, you have a phone call. And like, <laughs> she's like, shut that door. <laughs> it was bad. I feel, I feel bad now, but it's funny. <laughs> Do you remember, like, did you know what was happening? Or what was your kid brain making sense of? I don't know if I, like, had a word for it. But I just understood kind of what was going on. I kind of had this. I don't know, this feeling or whatever, this mentality that I was like, oh, that's what moms and dads do, you know, whatever. And, you know, my mom, she was like, she asked me if I wanted to talk about it. And I was like, I don't really care. Like, I didn't care. Like, I didn't have any interest in sex for a long time. So I was like, whatever. (laughs) And how long, how long did it take for that interest to develop? Like, when did you start masturbating? I didn't actually start masturbating until last year. What? Can you tell us about that? Um, (laughs) It's actually pretty bad. I was in a relationship that I wasn't happy with, and I wasn't getting anything that I needed emotionally, physically, mentally, anything. So I was like, I've heard this works. I've heard this helps. Maybe I should try it. And my coworker, she took me to the local sex store that we have here. Mm -hmm. And she was like, if you've never tried it before, try with a vibrator or something. A lot of women like that sensation. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know anything about any of this. (laughs) And so we just walked around and she ended up buying me lube a blindfold and like a little bullet vibrator and that bullet vibrator became my best friend. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I was like, works. (laughs) So is that the way that you primarily masturbate even now? Yeah. That's how I usually do. Yeah. I just, I don't know how women use their fingers themselves, like especially inside because my hand doesn't reach like that. I don't understand. (laughs) Well, from from my experience talking to people, not everyone puts their hands inside, but also I think, I mean, everyone gets touched different ways. And I like I myself like to put my hand on top or sometimes fingers together, but like I can't do direct stimulation. But yeah, I like having different, I guess, different experiences. Wait, so, okay, so you started masturbating last year But when did you learn about, like, did you know about it before then? You said, it sounds like you had some vague awareness. Yeah, I knew, I knew what sex was. My mom, she did the period talk and she did the whole, this is how you make babies. Mm -hmm. Please don't do it until you're old enough to handle that responsibility. And I was just like, 
okay, I don't like anybody. Boys are stupid. I'm not interested. So I didn't have sex until I was 18 and I had zero interest in it. Absolutely zero interest until I was 18. Okay. I was like, nope, don't care. That sounds gross. Don't care. <laughs> really? And, there was no yeah. like curiosity around it or? Nope. What caused you then to decide to have sex at 18? Did you want to then or was it like a circumstance that kind of led you to it? I'd say a little bit of both because I met this guy through my best friend and her boyfriend at the time. And he and I really hit it off the first night. And we got physical pretty fast, I'd say, which is kind of weird. I pretty much just hit the ground running because I didn't, I never even kissed a boy. I kissed a girl before then, but I'd never kissed a boy. So I was like, and I never did anything besides like a quick, like kiss on the lips. Okay. So I pretty much, like I said, just hit the ground running and we went from, like an innocent little kiss to full on making out. And then a couple months after that, I was like, yeah, sure. Let's try having sex. Why not? Like, So I don't know. I guess it was just that I met somebody that I was actually physically attracted to and emotionally attracted to enough because mm-hmm. I've learned that when it comes to men, I need to be emotionally attracted to them in order to find them attractive physically. But when it comes to women, I need to be physically attracted to them right off the bat. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like total opposite. It's so funny. I don't understand it either, but that's just how I am. Are you in an open relationship currently or are you monogamous? We're monogamous right now. We've talked about doing open relationship. We've talked about having a threesome. I've never had a threesome. My fiance has had quite a few. So I've asked him a bunch of questions about it. And I'm just like, I don't get it. What goes where? Like, what does what? I'm confused. And so he's kind of like explained it. And he's like, we can really just do whatever you're comfortable with. And I was like, I'm open to trying new experiences. I'm just very confused about the like logistics of it all. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, that was that was it. I, like I said, we've talked about quite a few different options and things. So, I mean, I don't know if we find the right people. That to me is, that was like my thing is I'm like, I need somebody that I'm comfortable with. If there's going to be another person oh, there, yeah. I need, like I need to be 100% comfortable with them. And so we just haven't found anybody like that yet. So I don't know. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about past experiences? Have you had any with women? Um, none sexually, like not actually having sex, but I have kissed a few women and that's about as far as I've gotten with women. That's mm-hmm. about as far as I've had the opportunity to go with mm-hmm. women. And how is it for you? So obviously there's a woman you're physically attracted to. Where are you meeting these people? Like there was this one girl, there was another girl that I worked with, not the coworker that took me to the sex store, but I thought she was just gorgeous I don't know why I was attracted to her everybody else was like she's okay I guess but I was like no she's gorgeous like I would sleep with her 100% and nothing ever ended up happening because we were both in relationships but I was like oh my god she's so pretty (laughs) 
like because she was so because I thought she was so pretty and I liked her personality I was like I want to be around you like all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so anytime I got to work with her I was so excited I was so happy <laughs> I have I'm not myself a very social person but I have a very small circle and they all are very extrovert that's great and, and, I, and so they're like here come meet this new person and I'm like okay <laughs> but once I get into like a group setting and I'm comfortable enough to talk I'm fine like mm-hmm. I go with the flow and it's fine so. I mean to me that sounds like a great way to have people you love and trust to like check out new people for you so you don't have to do the work I mean that sounds great to me <laughs> um, my best friend is super protective of me yeah. so she's like anybody you meet I have to meet them too. And I have to approve of them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Do you talk about your sex life with your friends? Yeah, I, I'll pretty much talk about it with whoever will listen, honestly. Really? I don't care. My best friend personally, she's weird. She doesn't really like hearing about sex. So mm. anytime my fiance and I make a joke or something, uh, she'll be like, ew. <laughs> really? Does she not yeah. enjoy sex? She does, but I don't know. She goes through these moods where she's just like, no, I don't want any sex. And then she'll go for months without having any sex. And she's engaged herself. Mm-hmm. And then she'll be like hypersexual for a month or so and then go right back to not having sex for a while. How does and- it feel to you when your best friend says you when you're making a sexual reference? Like when, like if my best friend was like, ew, at my sex life, I'd be like, what? <laughs> That's pretty much how I am. I'm just like, what do you mean, ew? Like, do you, how do you not like these things? They're like, it's, it's more confusing. And then sometimes it's entertaining because I'm like, oh, I'm going to mess with her. <laughs> I'm like, she doesn't like it, so I'm going to mess with her. <laughs> So you have been sexually active then, if I'm doing math correctly, for just over four years. Yeah, about. <laughs> and what was that first experience like for you? And then where did it go from there? First time I had sex was not at all what I was expecting. Like, I knew I knew what happened during sex. You know, I knew penis goes in a vagina, you know, or at least that's how that kind of sex happens. And... So I was like, okay, I know pretty much what to do, but it didn't hurt like a lot of people told me it would. So, yeah, I mean, I felt pressure, but it didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I didn't bleed, and that's one thing that everybody was like, oh, you're going to bleed, you're really small, like, that's how it's going to happen. And I was like, and for a long time, I was like, well, I already have heavy periods. Why the hell would I want to do that then? Like, <laughs> But no, that didn't happen either. So I was just sitting there, and I was kind of like, Did everybody lie to me? I'm confused. (laughs) Mm. And where had you heard these stories? Just like school friends or was it in sex ed or where did you? Yeah, school friends. I was homeschooled, so I didn't really have a sex ed. My sex ed went as far as like the period talk and, you know, like Mm. this is how you make babies. Like that's about it. But no, I just heard it from friends. I heard it from like listening in on adult conversations. I was a very nosy child. So anytime I heard the adults talking, I was like, I'm going to try and worm my way into this conversation before they notice. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would just, hear, and I was always small and quiet. So a lot of times the adults did not notice me. So I heard a lot that I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> so 
that's pretty much how I got a lot of information. And I asked a lot of questions. Like I still ask questions. I'm very much that person that if I have a question, I will just ask it without even thinking of if it might make the other person uncomfortable. Cause I'm just so curious. And I'm like, well, I want to know, I don't like not knowing things. So I'm like, answer my question. <laughs> And my, at the time, my best friend, she was having sex before I was, mm. and she said that it hurt really bad for her. And I was like, oh my God, and her and I are like the same size, the same body type. So I was like, oh my God, if it hurt that bad for you, it's probably going to hurt that bad for me. And it didn't at all. So, mm. and I mean, I'm pretty sure I didn't orgasm. I don't think I knew what orgasming really was at the time of yeah. my first experience but I mean I thought it felt good yeah and so I was like okay we can keep doing this I guess <laughs> and yeah. are there any relevant details like were were you at your place at his place or like was there anything about the setting or the mood or the memory that that stands out to you it was really funny because we kind of been planning it for like because we were both teenagers, so we were kind of doing the whole, well, when are your parents going to be home? When are oh, my yeah. parents going to be home? You know? <laughs> we ended up actually having sex on my living room couch while my mom was at work. And at the time, <laughs> it had just separated, so my dad wasn't in the house anymore. And it was just me and my mom and my sister. Mm. And my sister, I think she was at school because it was like, in the middle of the afternoon and so that's how that happened and I remember we like when he took the condom off it kind of like spilled onto the couch so we like freaked out <laughs> I was literally as soon as you said couch I was like I wonder if they have a couch blanket because I'm sort of like OCD if I'm like fucking on a couch I have to put down a cover because that's exactly what I'm afraid of <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't think about it at all, and obviously he didn't think about that at all. So yeah, he was they, just like the boys the never do. It. Yeah, no, and it just spills on the couch, and I freaked out, and I was like, "You gotta clean it." Yeah. <laughs> Did you clean and it? We, was there still a stain yeah, there? We cleaned, it, we cleaned it as much as possible, and then we flipped the cushion over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good old cushion flip. So wait, yeah. so you have a sister? Is she younger or older? She's younger. She's okay. much younger. Okay. She's actually 11 years younger than I am. Oh, that's significant. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a gap. <laughs> yeah, so you're not, she's not even at the age then where, uh, where you're going to be talking with her necessarily about anything. No, <laughs> not yet. She's 10 and um, she's very much innocent. Like I remember being much more mature at her age mm. than she is now. So my whole family kind of does the whole oh, she's here, don't talk about certain things, like, hmm. and I've kind of broken away from that a little bit, I'm like, I've asked her, I was like, do you like girls, and mm -hmm. she's like, not really, and I was like, do you like boys, and she's like, eh, not really, and I'm like, that's okay, are you gonna let me know if you do, and she's like, I guess, and that's cute, and I tell her all the time, I'm like, if somebody's treating you the way that you don't like, you need to tell somebody, because you don't deserve, I've kind of like slowly like given her 
sisterly advice. Awesome. So that she doesn't have to go through hard things. And I definitely want to make sure that she knows she can talk to me because I definitely did not feel like I could talk to my mom until yeah. I was much older. So I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't talk to my mom about anything I'm feeling until uh, I want to say 19 or 20 is when our relationship got like really better. Okay. Like, so now we're friends. So do you tell it your was- mom about your sex life? Like, do you have that kind of relationship? Okay. You do. Yeah, I talk about it all the time. Her and her boyfriend, partner, whatever, they're actually in a dom-sub relationship. So I talk to them quite often about things. Okay. Uh, first of all, is your mom the dom or the sub? She's the sub. Okay. How is it knowing that your mom's a submissive and in a kinky relationship? Like, how does that feel to you? At first, I was like, what? <laughs> how did she tell you? she tell me I think it was when I told her they came down to visit because they live in Michigan Mm -hmm. so they came down to visit one time and they kind of were like hey I don't know if you know but we're in this type of relationship and I just want to let you know that we're looking for a third so if (laughs) there's a new person around don't be afraid or like feel weird and I was and I kind of looked at them and I was like I kind of figured that's how your relationship was honestly and I was like that's cool what kind of person are you looking for and they were like well actually we have a friend who lives here that we wanted to introduce you to so I was like okay amazing (laughs) yeah it was it was interesting and I was just like Okay, like they kind of asked, like they kind of sounded like they were asking for my permission or my approval, yeah. and I kind of just looked at them and I was like, "If you're happy, do whatever. Like I don't, I don't care. You're happy and healthy. I don't care. Like yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Do they know that you and your fiance are like low level open to a third, or is that like do you talk about it that way too? I don't know if I've actually mentioned that. I've mentioned certain like kinks and stuff to them and like stuff that we've either tried or talked about trying and they've kind of they've done the whole like well this is what we've done this is what worked for us like these are the things that we've used so you might like them like you know stuff like that but like sex toy advice from your mom yeah yeah (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) wait do you have a sex toy that she has recommended to you not yet but I've got one that I have my eye on okay because it's actually a flogger. My, I call him my stepdad because he, he is. Okay. But he and I were in the store Spencer's and we were like, we're going to go to the back. <laughs> That's <laughs> the best part of the store. And it was so funny because I picked up a paddle and it was one of the paddles that has like the firm middle part. And then it's got the two on the side that like open. Yeah. So it makes that slapping sound. Yeah. And I was like, this seems really flimsy. And he was like, well, here's see. And I just like stuck my arm out and he smacked my arm. And this other couple was near us and they looked mortified. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> um, also, the whole point of going to a sex shop in person is so that you can touch the stuff and, you know, anything exactly. that's out of a package, like you can play with it. Exactly. But okay. like, I just looked at it and I was like, eh. I didn't hurt that bad. And he's just like, okay. 
It is so funny. I have so many questions. I, I want to hear in depth about your kinky parts, but I feel like I still want to finish laying the foundation. So, okay. So first, your lady parts. How do they like to be touched? So we have the little vibrator. Mm -hmm. And you like to use that for masturbation. Bullets, mm -hmm. I, if, I think I have one. They're like this big, right? Yeah. Like they're yeah. just like base, very like, basic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and do you use it primarily on the outside, like up on your yeah. clit? Is your clit very sensitive? Does it have to be covered? Is it direct stimulation? How hard do you press? Please tell us all details. Okay. So when I'm masturbating myself, I have it like directly on my clit and oh I do my. like circular motions okay. around it. Wow. And that will get me off really fast. Okay. So if I want to get off that fast, I kind of just like leave it there, like just like directly on and I yeah. don't move it. Yeah. And I'll just like let that make me feel good for a little bit and then I'll move it in circles. Nice. And yeah. do you come multiple times or? When I'm by myself, it's usually just once because okay. after that I get really sensitive yeah. and I don't want to be touched for a while. Yeah. So after that, it's just once. If I'm with a person then i don't know i'll come as much as they make me <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah so that's, that's that <laughs> amazing okay and so when you're with a person can you come from hands and cocks and toys or do you need a vibrator uh no i can hmm, i don't want to phrase this so when a guy is going down on me I prefer them to finger me as well mm -hmm. because I just, I don't know. I like the, the pressure balance, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how really to describe that. Yeah. And I don't know if that works really well. When the guy's inside me, I don't really know. I mean, I can come from that, but I don't know. I just like to feel as much of them as I can. Yeah. So I like them to reach as far as they can, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Cool. <laughs> okay, so so now we know a little bit more about your own parts. How do you feel about blowjobs? Blowjobs. So my first boyfriend that I was physical with, because I had a high school boyfriend, but we never did anything. Mm -hmm. So my first boyfriend that I was physical with, that was like a requirement after a while to have sex, because I had to give him a blowjob first. Oh. And then we how did you feel about that i hated it yeah. honestly i hated it and i hated it up until my fiance and now i love it i don't mind it at all like i think it's fun i also think it's a big thing because i've gone down on guys and they haven't like they didn't really moan or make any sounds or movements so i was just kind of like and then afterwards they'd be like oh that was that felt really good that felt amazing and i was like well how would i know like you didn't do anything like <laughs> when my fiance is going down on me i'm all over the place mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. but no when i'm like with my fiance he moans like i can tell he doesn't know what to do with his hands because i have a rule that he's not allowed to touch my head while i'm going down on him uh -huh. and I tell him that that's like my my little bit of a dominant side coming out because mm -hmm. I tell him because he knows that if he touches my head, I'll stop like everything like we're done for the night. That's it. <laughs> Is that just for blowjobs? No, that's just for blowjobs. Okay. Okay. Because I 
like this fear of him not even on purpose because I know he wouldn't do it on purpose but just like accidentally pushing me and then I choke or gag because I have a gag reflex so I have to like do everything at my own pace yeah or else I will gag I've never thrown up on a guy before and I want to keep that <laughs> have you thrown up in your mouth a little bit not that I can think of right now, but it honestly wouldn't surprise me if I have. <laughs> I have multiple times, only when deep throating though. So you probably can't yeah. deep throat if you have a really sensitive gag reflex. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast would like to learn how I don't understand the concept at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> I have asked and some people are like, they've given me like little tips and tricks. They've been like, well, put your head at this angle and like try and open your throat. And I'm like, okay, well, my throat doesn't want to open when I'm swallowing water. So I don't know how you're doing this. Cause yeah. And I told my fiance, I was like, I want to learn how to do this. And he's like, you don't have to. And I was like, I know. I just want to learn. I just want to know how to do it. Like, <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah, it's just fun to try new things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you are going down on him and he's not holding your head and things are like going well, like what are your go-to moves or what do you love about blowjobs or what do you kind of like feel about them? I like the control of it. Like, I like to be in control in a lot of aspects in life. So I like to feel like I'm in control. I like, I don't know, I like knowing that he feels good. And I like making him feel good. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite thing about it. And especially when I hear him, like, say fuck while he's doing it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then in the physical sense what do you like to do like do you stroke up the shaft do you like where do you like to concentrate your energy does he like his you know do you squeeze balls do you ask about that before you touch people's balls i never touch anybody's balls but my fiance's because okay. i was like when you guys were sensitive about it so i was like i'm just gonna steer clear of that whole area <laughs> yeah i steered clear for so long because i didn't know some people liked it 
Yeah, and then I don't remember how we got on the topic of it. I think I was just asking him, like, general penis questions. And then I was just like, what about your balls? And he was like, yeah, I like it. You can do it. You can do that. And he, But he was like, just don't, like, squeeze them. And I was like, yeah, I got you. I understand they're sensitive. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll do that while I'm going down on him. I don't know. I like, I do different things. Like I like to start off by kissing him and then like kiss down his chest because I like to like build up that anticipation. And sometimes I'll be mean and I'll go back up to kissing him. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just be like, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I just like messing with him so much. But um, no, then like I'll lick up and down the shaft. He likes it when I stay more towards, you know, the head of his penis. Mm -hmm. So like I'll lick around that. Mm -hmm. I'll suck on that, you know, that stuff. I'll like hold his shaft while I'm focusing on his head and I'll hold his balls too. And like, I don't know, do hand stuff. Totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) What about butt stuff? Do you guys do any of that either direction? So he's very much a top when it comes to butt stuff. He mm-hmm. does not want anything okay. to do with his. He's done stuff with guys before himself, and he said that he primarily prefers to be the person doing it to them. Like, so I'm like, okay, whatever. And at first, for the longest time, I was like, hell no, it's not doing anything like that. And I was very intimidated by it. Because, again, everybody told me that, that that it hurts for, like, a while. And so I was like, Ugh, I don't want it to hurt. Like, I'm like that's a sensitive area. Like, so I was like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. And then, like, eventually as I got more and more comfortable with my fiancé, I was like, okay, let's just uh, well, let's just try it. Just, like, ease into it. And we went to a sex store, and then we were looking at, like, the – the butt plugs and stuff like that and he was like pointing some out to like start with and I was looking at all of them and I was like oh my god what is all this stuff yes <laughs> I was like this is very overwhelming so for now we've just started with like I don't know which finger he uses but he uses a finger <laughs> and that's fine some I don't know like I've heard you say that some days that you're all for doing butt stuff and then other days you're like, nope, not not on the table at all. So I'm like, I'm kind of like that too. Well, I would say for myself, I'm always like turned on by the idea now because I've had such great experiences. And then some days when I get to the actual action. So like right now it's been months since I've done anal anything. I mean, like my own little finger now and then that's during a Mm -hmm. masturbation session. Sure. But I haven't had, like, vigorous butt sex for a few months. And so things feel different on different days. But I'm a person where I'll be like, I want to try it. And then I might be like, never mind abort mission. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> you know, that's when I pull out the safe word. If, I, if it's, like, really not happening that day. But sometimes I just need – I also do have that thing where, like, I can get in loops in my head. So – you know, maybe I'm really looking forward to it. It doesn't feel quite like I want it to feel at first, but then I start looping on that. And so it gets worse and worse. So then I have to take a break, do other things and then come back and it's great. So all, yeah. all, all configurations have happened. Wait, so are you open to a butt plug? It sounds like you haven't worn one. I think they are intimidating I- to look at too, before you've like yeah. become friends with one. Yeah, I'm, I'm open to it. 
And, like, he's shown me, like, we've looked at a couple of different ones, and my whole thought is, like, I don't know how that's going to fit. And he's like, well, you use Start small. And I'm like, obviously, like, but still. So, like, I'm open to it. it I just haven't picked one yet. Because yeah. he's yeah. like, I want you to pick it because it's going to be used for totally. you. So I want you to be comfortable with it. And, like, I don't like the idea of them being so hard and solid. Like, I think I'd like to find one that's kind of squishy. Mm -hmm. And I just haven't been able to find something like yeah. that. Because anytime I've, like, picked one up and held one, I'm like, why is it so hard? That's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I have I have a metal one that's, like, hard and solid. And that feels really, like, nice and smooth. But then, you know what? My starter ones were the little anal beads. Like, the ones that start really small and get a little bit bigger. And so you could just start one at a time. And those are that um, silicone kind of squishy thing. Mm -hmm. I like that. I also do, I have one, like, very large butt plug that's, like, fairly squishy. But it's so big, I've only used it, like, once. And it maybe twice. <laughs> I we got it in a couple of times. But it was a... It was more of a, like, let's see if this can happen type thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit? Okay, this is what I'm dying to know. How did you discover kink stuff? Because you are relatively young. I don't say this in a dismissive way. But, like, I just didn't explore until I was older because I didn't know what the fuck was anything. <laughs> like, how do you know you're a switch? And how did you get into it? And, yeah, tell us everything. When I was 20, I'd say for that whole year, I had quite a few partners and it was a lot of bad sex. And I was like, okay, something's not working. And it was always that the guy was just doing whatever he wanted to do. And there wasn't a lot of communication. Like he, I rarely slept with a guy that was like, what do you want? So after a while I was like, okay, I'm done with sex. I'm not doing it anymore. It's not working right now. So I'm just going to give it a break. And I don't remember how long that lasted. It didn't last as long as I intended it to last. I know that. That's great. <laughs> I, I kind of beat myself up for it though. Cause I was like, damn it, you caved. Like, mm. <laughs> but no, it was fine because I actually had a friend with benefits who I really enjoyed sleeping with because he asked me every single time we got sex, he asked me before what I wanted to do and if I was in the mood for anything specific. And that was really nice. And I found out that that was something that I kind of require. Mm. I need that open communication I need to be asked and I need to be able to ask yeah. and I had just like talking to guys in general I found out that a lot of men don't like to talk about sex with a woman and I don't understand like you yeah. see in movies and media and all that stuff that men are so hypersexual and they're talking about sex all the time with each other and I'm like so what's the difference between your friends and me like we're actually the ones having sex together. Why yeah. would we not talk about it? So I realized that was like a really strong requirement for me. And then I got into the relationship that I wasn't satisfied with last year. And I also had a couple of friends who were relatively kinky or like did some stuff. And I would just ask some questions. I'd be like, well, tell me things. Just Tell me whatever it is that 
you want to tell me, like, I'll listen to anything. Like, yeah, I'm kind of a person that I'm like, nothing really grosses me out. So whenever it comes to sex stuff, I'm like, if you want to talk about it, I'll listen all day long. Mm. Like, I'm for it. Like, I am here to listen. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of coworkers. I had a couple of coworkers that we would just talk about sex all day long. I used to work in a gas station and when it was slow, we had some pretty intense conversations that if they recorded, we totally could have gotten fired. <laughs> That's amazing to me because one of the things I've been thinking a lot lately is like, oh my God, even if I needed to apply for real jobs, like what am I going to do? How could I possibly work in an office? I talk about sex too much. I would just have to stop. I could never tell anybody about the podcast because then that's all they want, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So that yeah. gives me hope that you can talk about sex at work, even if you're, oh, yeah. maybe just if your bosses don't find out. Yeah. Um, like one of the girls that I would talk to a lot, she said that she was a switch, and I was like, "What does that even mean? Yeah. I don't a yeah. switch like like on and off. I don't understand." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's my first thing that I thought of. I was like, "Well, switches turn on and off." Yeah. So like, yeah. Like, so I was like, "I don't understand," and she kind of explained it to me, and I was like that sounds interesting. And I kind of thought about it. And I was like, now that I'm thinking about it, the most that I've had sex, I've been the submissive one. Mm -hmm. So it's like, maybe that's what's wrong. Maybe I'm not voicing what I want. Maybe I'm not exploring all of my opportunities. And then my fiance and I started talking because I broke things off with a guy that I wasn't happy with. And it was really funny because we all knew each other. And when I told my fiance, like literally that same day, we started talking. <laughs> like, it was so funny because he was like, oh, you're single now? And I didn't know that he liked me. And when he told me that he was interested in me, I was like, no, you're not. You never said anything. He was like, well, you were with somebody. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I could not grasp it. I was like, there's no way. There was no way you were interested in me. And then we started talking more. And he was actually the one that told me to listen to your podcast. Mm. And how do I want to say? When I started listening to your podcast, I, we had already been sleeping together for a while. And we had already had that form of open communication. And he told me that he wanted to try out being a submissive himself because he said that he was primarily the dominant one. And I was like, okay, let's try it. So we tried it a couple of times where I was the one in control. And there was a lot of times where I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. So I've learned that I, when I am the dominant one, I'm mainly dominant in the way that I tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. So I just tell my fiance exactly what to do like and he does everything so he's still doing most of the work I'm just the one telling him to do anything to yeah. do it yeah <laughs> yeah I'm so glad you said that because people sometimes think that being a submissive means that you are lazy but actually no you're just yeah. in service however your dom wants yeah. you to be yeah exactly so that's just how it works and that's how we do things and then when he's the one that's being dominant it is more he's the one doing things to me and me just kind of being there doing whatever he says mm -hmm. and you know but no when i'm the dominant one i'm like can go down on me and then, then use your fingers and then come back up here and then we'll do this position and then we'll go to this and like that's that's just how i do that i love that how do you guys decide who is in which role or do you have like a schedule 
Um, we don't have a schedule at all. I've actually never thought about a schedule. I feel like that's kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wasn't I, saying it was a good idea. I was just curious. <laughs> Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know? The Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routine settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Yeah, I base it like primarily on how we're feeling that yeah. day. Because yeah. there are some days that I don't want to have sex at all. And that's mainly because I have an autoimmune disease, mm. so... There are some days where I feel absolutely awful and I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. And he totally respects that. He's like, okay, we'll just watch a movie. We'll do whatever you want to do. And I'm like, I just want to die. And then other days I'm feeling really good. Those are in feeling confident. Those are usually the days that I want to be dominant. And then the days that I don't know that I'm just like, not necessarily feeling lazy. I don't know how, what the right word is for it, but just, I just don't want to be the one in control. I'm I like, okay, that. I'll yeah. leave. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. it. We just do it primarily by feeling. And then there have been a couple of days where he's like, I don't want to be the dominant one. And yeah. I'm like, that's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And are you guys always one or the other? Or do you still engage in vanilla sex or how does that fit into your life? I don't, I don't know. I guess it's like, I, I think we still have vanilla sex. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I'm just always curious because I know some people are like, no, we're kinky all the time. And then like, I, <laughs> as my relationship was kind of falling apart with my former master, like the times we would see each other were kinky-ish, but like relatively vanilla, you know, like there would be like a yeah. little bit of impact, but, but like certainly not like a session what like we used to have. So yeah. So it's one of those things, we would call them cuddle fucks because it wasn't totally vanilla, but it also wasn't like our real kinky selves. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, we'll have those types pretty often, actually. Like, we're, we're just like a little bit of kink during having sex, but it's not like full-blown, you know. Like, so I don't know, that's just how we do things. 
it works. <laughs> yeah. So are there any kinks or types of play that you haven't explored yet that you want to? So we got threesomes. Actually, yeah, let's start there. Threesomes. Would you do more than threesomes? I don't know. Maybe. If I'm comfortable with everybody that's there. Yeah. I definitely am at the point where I realized I cannot be with a stranger. I can't do that. I did that for a year where I was with strangers mm -hmm. and I got absolutely nothing out of it. Yeah. So I'm like, I need, I need to know a little bit about you before I can sleep with you. And can you walk so, us through what that little bit might be? More than like the basics. I need to know more than like your name and your age and where you're from. I need to know more than that. Yeah. I need to be able to know your personality type at least. I don't need to know everything about you. I don't need to know all your secrets. I don't need, I don't need to know like how big your family is, but I need to be able to gauge your personality. And if my personality fits with yours, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. And if I can tell that the person I'm with is open to talking to me about what is going on, then I'm definitely okay with that. If I, if I see any sort of like hesitation, I'm very much a dominant personality outside of the bedroom. So if I see any sort of hesitation in a person, I'm like, oh, they're not going to work. <laughs> I need somebody to be on par with my strong personality. So if I can see that they also have a strong personality, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. Like my fiance, he's got a very strong personality and so do I. And there have been quite a few times where I'm like, oh, just stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> but challenge and I love it. So, and that's what I really need is I need a challenge. Do you feel and like that makes your kink dynamic more delicious? Like because you are yeah. two strong personalities? Yeah. Definitely. There have definitely been a couple of times where he's been the dominant one telling me what to do. And I wasn't like fully in the role of submissive. And I've just been kind of like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like my independent side comes out a little bit. And I'm like, no, don't tell me what to do. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're a switchy brat. Like you're like, you know, those moments yeah. where you could be good, but then you're like, hmm. okay, what else would you like to explore? Um, I don't know. There's a lot. I know there's a lot that I don't know okay. about the whole kink world. What if I throw out ideas and you tell me how they hit you? Yeah. Would you ever want to do rope play as a top or yeah. a bottom? Yeah. Would you want to get tied or would you want to tie someone? Both sounds fine to me. I'd want to know how to tie somebody yeah, first. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is in the fantasy realm, assuming that you have like the time and the resources to like do all the things like safely and sexily. Do you like to be restrained, like fully restrained, like being tied to things? I've never been like fully, fully restrained. Like I've never had my legs and my arms restrained. I've had my arms restrained and I'm fine with that. Okay. My fiance wants to get one of those spreading bars. Oh. And... I'm like, sure, that's fine, whatever. Because I have a tendency when, like, if I'm getting close to orgasming when he's going down on me, I'll, like, close my legs. Me too. Yep, yep, <laughs> like, yep. Clamp, clamp up, and he, it drives him crazy. He constantly, like, pushes my legs away. <laughs> I do that too. I kind of need so, them to be together to come eventually, though. Like, I can't, like, I can't yeah. come spread-legged. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be interested in the idea of being locked in a cage no okay no what about putting someone in a cage 
if they want to, sure. <laughs> like if they suggest it, I'll do it, but it's not what I would suggest. Okay. Do you get turned on by the idea of people? So again, this is in the realm of, of like cozy fantasy. So for you, someone you've already vetted that you feel comfortable with, that's like in this group sex situation with you, would you get turned on by the idea of someone else watching you and your partner having sex? In that situation, sure. Mm -hmm. If somebody just like walked in on us, probably not. No, 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 no. No, this is all in the realm of like consent and safety, yeah. like so that we can have fun yeah. fantasies. In that situation, yeah, I don't see any reason why not to because we're all comfortable. That's kind of what we're there for you, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Would you ever want to be double penetrated? The idea sounds interesting to me. Like maybe, maybe start with a little butt plug. Yeah, I'll try it eventually. <laughs> oh, and I will say I love having vaginal sex while I'm wearing a butt plug. One of my favorite things. Like it's just like yeah. another. Yeah, it's because it's so like, I don't know. It's like just more cool sensations on all parts of my body. Okay, we talked about floggers a little bit. Have you been flogged? Like, do you guys have floggers or what toys do you play with? We have a riding crop and I love when he uses that on me. Okay. I don't really use it mainly because I know he's not into pain. Okay. I am like, I have a very high threshold for pain. So I'm like, Never. when you're receiving pain, how does it make you feel emotionally? Uh, excited. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the situation. Like sometimes when I wasn't ready for it, mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh my God, what the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when I'm ready for it and I know what's happening, I'm like, yeah, let's keep going. Like, it's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> Have you been blindfolded? Are you into blindfold stuff? Yes. That, I like, what is it, sensory play? Yeah. That's how it's called. Yeah. I like taking away certain senses on myself. I haven't actually tried that with, like, my fiancé getting his senses taken away. So, hmm. I don't know. Have to see. <laughs> Would you ever be into, like, do you know what zippering is? Where you put clothespins? Would you yeah. ever do that? No, I think I think honestly, I would be the one to like have that done to do. me. Yeah, okay. Because again, I'm okay with pain, where it's not so much. So I don't know if I would try that. That sounds really intense. Yeah. Like maybe a couple and see how it works, mm -hmm. but not like my whole body. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever played with? a neon wand or the electric, like the wands that are like kind of zappy, like a light electro play. No, but I want to. Yeah. Oh, especially on the really low settings, it's almost like static, but a little bit stronger. Like when you're on yeah. one of those people movers or an escalator and you, and your, I mean, my hair doesn't do it anymore, but like your hair gets big. Um, <laughs> my hair is little. Oh, what about like water sports or fecal play? Are you open to that? No. that he put down right away he was like absolutely That's... not and i was like okay <laughs> totally fair and then blood stuff are you into that at all like drawing blood no yeah me no. neither i just i'm always curious because sometimes people will be like absolutely no fecal play but i will do blood play and i'm like what okay <laughs> so i'm always just curious <laughs> which is great I, yeah as again I'll, as long as you're being safe and legal and consensual i'm not gonna yuck your yum so exactly 
Okay, let's see. What are your biggest turn-offs? So it sounds like emotional disconnection or just not getting paid attention to by mm -hmm. dudes who are in their own world. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that's a turn-off? Arrogance, that's a really big turn-off for me. I don't like it when men try to like assert their dominance. I do not like that at all. I need to be respected and I need to be treated like an equal or else it's not going to happen at all. For some of our listeners, particularly our male type listeners, <laughs> can you give us any specific examples of maybe what that looks like? Because I think a lot of people are doing things that are turnoffs accidentally. Yeah, it's I. more often than not, I've noticed that it is an accident when guys have that behavior because... A lot of times that's just what they're conditioned to be like. They're socialized shittily sometimes. Yeah. yeah, so they don't realize what they're doing until somebody's like, no, that makes you an asshole. Stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see. I don't like it. Even if I am being the submissive one, I don't like it when the guy's like, you're going to do this. Mm. Like, or... I guess just like that tone where they're like very demanding and they're not asking me, they're telling me, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I like to be respected at all times. Yeah. And like that and when I'm not respected, that'll put me in like a, a dark place in my mind where I just like shut down and I'll cry. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like friends being disrespected. I'm full on like mama bear protected mode. But when myself, I'm being disrespected, I instantly just, like, shut down. Yeah. And I just start. Yeah. <laughs> so it puts me in a very bad mindset. And I just can't do anything after that because I don't feel good. I feel like shit about myself. So I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So I, that's a big thing for me. Um, I get it's really, it just, it's really how I'm being talked to. Because sometimes when you're having sex, your partner will just like do something without letting you know. And that's a big no for me too. Yeah. So thankfully, my partner, he's very much, can I do this? Can I try this? Like, and I like that. That makes me feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more safe. Yeah. And that's thing too is I need to feel safe. <laughs> I love that you said all of those things because I do think that safety and respect it's the foundation of being able to enjoy the sex. And it is. if you don't care about your partner enjoying the sex, there's something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Unless that's this particular <laughs> agreement. Like unless you have a partner that's like, hey, my kink is having unenjoyable bad sex that's what gets me off like like who you know who says that but i mean but maybe but maybe but like outside of that yeah i totally hear you and i think for me too if i'm hearing what you said in terms of being told what to do by a dominant person i can handle it if there's trust built if the work is put in then a person earns the right to sort of like and then it's like ooh, okay i'll do the thing is that <laughs> is that true for you with your fiance or is it still sort of like are the commands different I, i'd say the commands are different because it's not really him telling me what to do mm -hmm. it's more of him like guiding me mm, to yeah something. yeah yeah it's not i definitely don't ever feel demanded i don't ever feel like I don't have a choice because mm -hmm. a lot of times when ever a guy would be like, you're going to do this. I felt like I didn't have the option to say no. Because mm, definitely not safe. Yep. Yeah. Because of the way that they 
like told me to. But with my fiance, that's not how it is at all. It's always I have every option to say, no, I don't want it. And there have been quite a few times where I've been like, I'm just not feeling it. I don't know. Something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, we got to stop. Good. And it stops. Good. And it's fine. I will also just throw this out for the general public. When I started seeing my former master but was still fucking other people, I would go through phases where, like, when someone would just say or do something in a sexual situation that would turn me off, I'd be like, that's red for me. I got to take a break, you know, and I would just <laughs> I would just kind of call it like that. And and like mm -hmm. there were a couple of dudes that like really had to have a talking to because I was like, look, just because, you know, I like this certain thing doesn't mean I like it with you. You didn't earn the right to do that, you know, and so so I bring yeah, in yeah. some of that like kink and consent language, even if we haven't talked about it because I'm like, well, if you're going to try to do something forceful without talking about it, then I'm going to put up all defenses and fuck you. Um, that's yeah, how I feel kind exactly. of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, no, you need my permission to yeah. do anything. Yeah. Like, and if you even don't if have it, person, you still need my permission. Like, yes. That, and the, the sub is supposed to be in control for it to be safe. Exactly. Okay. So do you have any other fantasies we haven't covered? I get uh, public play. I definitely want to do more with that, mm -hmm. but not like, I don't know how to describe it. Not like super dangerous where we're definitely going to get caught. Like, yeah. you know, I just like to do stuff in public. Like we've had sex in my car, his car, quite a few times at different places. Where was the car parked? One time, it was literally in the middle of the day. I don't know how nothing happened, but it was literally <laughs> the middle of the day, broad daylight, at like a little like shopping plaza type thing <laughs> that wasn't that busy. It wasn't you like it, the shopping plaza wasn't full. Like they didn't have a lot of businesses in the plaza, uh -huh. and so we parked kind of like on the end where there weren't any businesses <laughs> and just had sex. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah. And then another time it was like, I don't even remember which time it was late at night, like super late at night at the beach parked in the car because I refuse to have sex on the sand. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. But in the car, it's fine. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. I've noticed car sex is difficult in certain cars because I've hit my head more than once. Oh, it's not yeah. Not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And are you usually like laying down in a back seat or are you kind of like sitting up and like being in a lap? Um, we've done both. We've okay. done where, where, where I was like half sitting, half laying and he was kind of like crouched, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we've done where I've, I've been in his lap when I was in his lap. That's how I hit my head a couple of times. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of us moved at the same time the other moved, and I just went all the way up. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, though. Would you, in a time where it's safe to fly in the sky again, would you try to do it in an airplane bathroom? Yeah, sure. I don't see why not. <laughs> Everybody's done it. I need to jump on this bandwagon. <laughs> I haven't done it. Well, I also haven't been, like, on a flight with a lover yeah, I've never flown with somebody. I've yeah. only ever flown by myself. So, yeah. like, <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Do you have any other best, worst, standout, mind-blowing stories? You know, any in those in that bad sex? Was there any really bad sex that worth mentioning as a cautionary tale or anything like that? 
this one time, this guy, he tried to take my pants off with his teeth while growling at the same time. And I was just, I just looked at him and I was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Were they like stretchy or was it like jeans he was trying to unbutton with I his teeth? wearing tight sweatpants. Okay. Like I said, I'm small, so everything either has to be really tight on me <laughs> or it's super loose. <laughs> so I was wearing tight, thick sweatpants. <laughs> and he tried that, and I just looked at him, and I was like, okay, no, no, it's not working for me. There was another time where I was doing doggy style with a guy, and he pulled out and came all over my back. And I was like, that's disgusting. Why he, would you do that? He didn't, didn't ask, ask about it ahead of time? No, didn't ask nothing. And he was like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, no, that's not sorry. No, <laughs> unless you have an established relationship with someone, that's, you're an asshole. Like, yeah, you're 100% an asshole. Like, <laughs> you need to ask before I let you put your bodily fluids on top of me. Like, that's yeah, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. No, not. Any standout best moments? I don't know what my fiance did different, but one time when he was going down on me, he was using his fingers like usual, but I had the most intense orgasm I think I've ever had. Like, I literally, it was insane. I felt it in my face, like in my arms, and it was like this intense, tingly feeling. Uh -huh. And it was so strong that afterwards I was like, you need to stop. Don't touch me. I need to sleep. I need to go to sleep. And like, that's all I did. I slept for like, I think he said it like 10 hours. And I was like, oh my God, like that wore me out. It's like a, it's like a sleeping beauty orgasm or something. Yeah. It was so intense. Like, oh. And I just remember laying there and he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> what hopes do you have for your sex life going forward? Like, what, what are your... Yeah, I can just ask one question at a time. That's it. <laughs> just to explore more, just to figure out what we're both into more. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm totally down for trying more things, so... I just want to keep trying and exploring. Awesome. Yeah. And then if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? I'd probably pick 18, like right before I started having sex and tell myself, you don't have to put up with bad sex just because you want to have sex. Oh. And that's a hard lesson that I took way too long to learn. Mm -hmm. And I really wish that I had stood up for myself more and been like, yeah, no, that sucked. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm not doing it again. Instead of being like, well, I want to have sex. I'm horny. So I guess I'll just deal with it. Like, no, I definitely wish I had listened to myself and my own needs more. Well, I also just want to throw out, you did, like, you did it. I mean, maybe yeah. you had a year or two of bad sex, but like, I think you're doing awesome <laughs> for what it's worth. Thank you. And are there any sex questions you want to ask me? No pressure, but I always give the option. When it came to 
butt stuff. I know you explored it and then stopped and then got back into it. I think you said with your master, Mm -hmm. when it was like presented to you, how did you feel about it? With him or with the other people? With him. So with him, he really clearly outlined everything he liked. Like we met for coffee in a non-sexual setting because I don't know of any sexual coffee shops, although maybe that's my future. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, we had met for coffee and the first 30 minutes of me knowing him was just me being like, okay, so what are you into? And he told me this long list of things in fairly decent detail and a lot of it was butt stuff and I was like I don't know if I'm gonna like that but I'm open to trying some of this and I was brand new to kink as well mm-hmm. so the next night we met up at a hotel <laughs> and we did a lot of stuff before we got to butt stuff so like he and he had everything laid out so beautifully so he got lots of points for like mm-hmm. making a beautiful like the hotel room was beautiful he had like feathers and toys like you know my favorite food and wine like it was it was gorgeous and I do think that effort like that is just not done often enough by people and and I will say that like in the next you know it's coming up on three years that I will have known him and I never saw anything like that again like it was definitely a first time one time thing and it would have been great (laughs) if it if it was a surprise now and then so we had done a lot of like glorious delicious sexual stuff and he had also established at that point he'd basically been building trust for a few hours like it was not a rushed thing and so when we got to time for butt stuff first he was asking me how i felt about a rim job and i was like well i've never given or received one before and so he gave me one first so i could see what it was like and then guided me through it like through giving him one and i was open to it but i was like like literally my brain was like holy fuck what am I doing like because I kind of (laughs) like I knew it was a thing but I didn't know that it was a thing that I would do until I was doing it truly um yeah and then he was just like so you know how do you feel about my cock in your ass and that's that is the moment where I was just like I don't know I'm nervous and he said what are you nervous about and I was like oh what if it gets messy and he said well what if it does get messy and I said I would be embarrassed And he said, well, what if you never had to be embarrassed in front of me? And that was the clear frame of safety that I needed to be like, okay, let's try it. Because for me, a large part of what I'd been so nervous about with butt sex previously was just huge anxiety around, I think it was unconscious shame that I would project I would feel if things were messy and I would say previously I was with partners that were not as experienced because I was curious about butt stuff like I'd done it with maybe three or four partners three partners that I can think of before then and I was curious the second two times the first time was the night I lost my virginity and I was like let's try everything but you know none of those people were that into it and my former master was like here's how you use lube I'm going to go in now. And also just like complimenting my asshole made a big difference. Like, like he, I would just sound so silly to say out loud, but he would just always be like, you have a gorgeous ass. You, what a gorgeous asshole. And he would also coach me through just relaxing and being ready to receive him. And just like constant communication during it is what gave me sort of the mental space. And then framing it in the context of like serving my brand new master was just like one of the hottest things because I was so 
excited to see what I what I could experience from it myself, if that makes any sense, because it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about that person's experience because that person's super into this. So I it was for me, I made it an opportunity to just get like really, really in tune with what my body was feeling in the actual moment and knowing that I had a safe word that could stop it at any moment, which I did definitely use throughout our <laughs> months of butt sex. That was yeah, that was what took me a novice, a curious novice to like, a, I feel like a true butt slut. <laughs> That's amazing. I never thought of like talking the whole time during like, I don't, I don't know why that never occurred to me. But Oh, yeah. Also, the thing that I love with butt stuff specifically that's when I love to be dirty talked to like at when he was having butt sex with me I would love him to say things like I'm his dirty whore and all of this sort of stuff and that was something I discovered for myself because he wasn't naturally that into it I had to be like am I a dirty whore right now you know like and I had to sort of like let him know that that was something that I found out I really really liked because for me too just like multiple places of stimulation allowed me to relax in my brain so that my body could eventually experience asgasms. But it's like I had to have other stimulation. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So keep us posted if you ever uh, find yourself exploring butt stuff and have any epiphanies one way or the other. Yes, I definitely will. <laughs> Steph, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.